In this series, I'm going to be doing a different psalm every week and other various passages, but listen to God's Word. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. How awesome is the Lord Most High, the great King over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy. The Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing to Him with a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on His holy throne. The nobles of the nations assemble as the people of the God of Abraham. For the kings of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Amen. You can be seated. Isn't it a great, didn't it just jack you up? Didn't it fire you up more than a great football game? Now, I know some of you don't like football, but most of us do. And last night I did my annual visit over to the Plains with my friend. I went over there and I lost 72 pounds yesterday. I, man, I was like sweating like, and we had a, uh, I think I had my high step total ever on my Fitbit. I mean, I, I, I walk all the time, as you know. I was out yesterday morning doing that early, but after yesterday walking and walking, man, I was like, wow. But you know, when I got there and there wasn't a noise in Jordan Hare, nobody said a word the entire game. And your pastor is like the biggest liar you've ever heard. And the girl walking in right there, AJ, I'm going to draw attention to her. 96,000 fans, 150,000 probably over there at game day, tailgates and everything else. Who is sitting right in front of Pastor Keith with all these people? AJ and Zach. And they were subdued and they didn't open their, that is not true. I mean, everybody had a great time. People were screaming. They were yelling. Now, you, to your benefit, you're going to be blessed. I know some of your Alabama fans and LSU fans and Tennessee fans and other fans, and some of you just don't care. But here's the deal. I learned a long time ago when I was chaplain on a football team, save my voice for Sunday morning. So my, my two friends, my good friend and his brother on both sides of me, and they're screaming. And I've learned to kind of fake it. I like that, you know, and I clap because I have to save my voice for Sunday morning. I mean, you, I, I'm going to go ahead and pick on LSU one more time since I'm throwing him under the bus. Coach O, he always sounds like he's been screaming when he gets on the mic before. He has no voice. You know, yeah. And I, I just love, that's pretty good impersonation. I love, I love him. Well, you know, I, so I save it for y'all. But here's what I'm saying. I go to a game and I see people, even people that go, well, it's not my personality to be demonstrative. Bull. I have watched you cheer at your event. And the church said. And the church said. And the church said. And I just want to make sure, because I heard them yesterday at the game. They weren't going. I mean, I can just see a score touchdown. Touchdown, Tigers. Pitiful. Okay. So, I did all that for a reason. I'm trying to set you up for what God wants to do. Matter of fact, there at the very top of your notes, look there with me, from Strong's... Uh, dictionary different things that i read that i study in the greek and the, all that kind of fun hebrew stuff it's definite strong's definition legend he puts it here the the word here is ruha ruha say with me ruha ruha i know it sounds like we're cheering doesn't it and and listen to what it means i mean look there I, i've got several a primitive root tomorrow by by breaking to split the ears with sound to shout for an alarm of joy to blow an alarm cry destroy make a joyful noise shout 
sound an alarm, triumph, to raise a sound, to have an outcry, jubilant shouting, shouting in triumph, battle cry, to shout a war cry of alarm or battle, to shout in applause, to cry out in distress. Do you get it now? Ruha. So, you know, I just think God has called us as the children of light, as children of Christ, God has called us as the church, as the body, to declare the praises of God. So Friday afternoon, I walked in here, and I just wanted to declare his praises over his house, over his sanctuary. Knowing that people would enter in this morning, hopefully that they would have praise on their lips. We used to sing a song here a lot. Maybe we will in the series. Maybe we won't ever be. His praise will ever be on my lips. And I pray that God's praise is on your lips on a daily manner and you shout to the Lord. Uh, Psalm 101, look at it. Clap your hands, or 47 says, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries. And Psalm 101 says, shout joyfully to the Lord. You could just go through the word shout and you would circle it so many times in your Bibles. It's amazing how many times God makes this declaration for his children. And he commands us to do that. Now, this isn't to be some superficial shouting or something that we mimic or something that maybe we see other people do, but God wants it from our heart. It's a, it's a biblical exhortation for us as believers to declare his praises over the world, over the darkness, over the trouble, over the distress. Has anybody in this room had something that has distressed them this week? Raise your hand. Okay, you didn't get a turn this week. May you have a turn next week. No. And that's what praise does. It helps us shout above. It help us, helps us to raise our voice because we raise our voices to God. I, I love this. Uh, Psalm 89, 15. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face. All the festivals of the Jewish people of the Old Testament and today, and you see how they celebrate the great festivals of faith. And God has always called his people to make a declaration of praise, of worship to him. So let's go ahead and jump into the first one quickly. When you praise God, you move your focus off your problem, off my problem, and on to God. God, help us to move off our problems this morning and on to you. Now this morning, we're not going to do it for sake of time, maybe in small groups in Body Life 2.0, you'll get there. Probably all of you or most of you in your groups could share a problem today. And maybe one or two will, because I just happen to know there's been a couple of really challenging things in our body this week. But I hope we won't spend all our time there. I hope our shift will turn onto the great God of heaven, our great Redeemer that lives. And we'd say, Jesus, we praise you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we need you. In, in the book of Daniel, uh, in chapter 2, verse 19, it says, That night the secret was, was revealed to Daniel in a vision, and then Daniel praised the God of heaven. All through the scriptures you see men and women and children that praise their father. And it should be in our house. And Daniel teaches us some things. He praised God. You can write this down. It's not going to come up on the screens. He praised God for who God was. Not who he wanted him to be or he thought who he might be, who he was. I praise you, God, for who you are. And then, God, I praise you because I honor you. Lord, I honor you for what you do because you're a great God. God, your ways are above mine. And then I love what he did. He praised him. He thanked God for his help. Now, let's pause there. 
Have you thanked God for your deliverance? Have you thanked God for answered prayer? Have you thanked God for your healing? Can I just tell you right now, I've got the best declaration of praise right now. I've been praying for him for a long time. He's wore my knees out. Chris called me a couple nights ago to declare God is working in his body and he's now going to go to a chemo pill, not IVs and all this. And he's going to keep his hair, what he has. And he's going to be able to work in the ER. He's going to be able to resume life. Life is going to be good. Our God heals and is working in Chris right now. That is praise to God. Isn't that right, Chris? Isn't that awesome? Man, isn't that a great story? Man, that's God's story. That's God's story for Chris, that God is at work. Chris needed some good news, church. And the Father gave him some. And every weekend, uh, you know, sweet Gloria walked in a minute ago. She always has these awesome-looking headbands. Every, no, I don't get her headbands. What are they, head covers, you know? And they're always cool, you know? And she's just been walking in God's healing and Robin and Debbie. And so just, you know, I forget some of you. There's just so many. And Sandy's now, you know, been attacked with some pinched nerves and stuff. But we want to praise God. We, want to, we don't want to focus on our problem all the time. We want to focus on our God. Right, church? I mean, that's, that's, he's the one worthy. We're not worthy. I'll give you one more word. I know you go, man, you're in this series. You're giving us all these Hebrew words. You're going to wear me out. Ruha. Here's another one. I love this one. It's pretty much the same. Shabbat. You don't have to say it. <laughs> Shabbat means to express in a loud tone, in a loud manner. And we express our Shabbat to God. In Psalm 145.4, one generation shall praise one generation, in, in the Hebrew it says, one generation shall Shabbat your works to another, and they shall declare your mighty works. That's what the children of God do. They declare the works of God. God is here in this place, and I believe some people are believing God for breakthroughs in their life. Is there anybody here believing God for a breakthrough that you don't see, but by faith you are coming into the presence of God, believing God for more than you find yourself in this situation right now? Anybody else doing that but me? It's called faith. God, give us the breakthrough. Lord, we trust you in an expression loudly with a, a happy heart, with thanksgiving. We praise you. Lord, we bring in the weapons of praise. We, have, we put on our spiritual armor that I talked to you about so much, Ephesians 6. And as we put on our weapons of praise, may the praise of God be in our mouths as a double-edged sword. Praise is powerful in heavenly places. But praise is powerful on this earth to our God. We come to worship, and we come to honor you, God. In Psalm 100, verse 4, I remember when the girls memorized this in their Christian kindergarten that they attended. It was awesome. And I probably learned it maybe as a little kid myself. And every time I hear kids here, I love it. Just listen to this one little section. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And we could go all through that. It's all about the praise of God. I pray in this series, God is just going to fill you and me in the temple with praise. And he fills our hearts and his lives. And that praise marks us is the children of, of God, the children of Jesus. Lord, we walk after you. We believe you. Lord, we come into your presence. We're glad. We're grateful. 
You're saying, well, you keep sharing all these Hebrew things. You keep sharing all these Old Testament passages. And I'll, I'll show you Second Chronicles in a little bit. That's one of the coolest stories I've ever read. I, I love it. It's one of my favorites. But I, wanna, I want you to go to another book I love, the book of Acts. Acts 16, verses 22 through 25. Listen to the Apostle Paul. The crowd joined in attack against Paul and Silas, and after the, magist and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. And after they'd been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. And upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell, fastened their feet in the stocks, and about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were what? Listening to them. I, I love that passage. Can you see this? Paul's in stocks. He's in prison. Silas, what you doing? Really, dummy? Silas, don't you want to sing? Paul, what you been drinking? Really? No, no, I don't want to sing. Silas, I think God's going to do something. Let's praise him. See, Paul was a leader, even in the prison. And the Bible talks about they began to break out in song and they praised and the, and the prisoners listened. And, and, and here's the principle. Right now, you need to praise God. I need to praise God in the midst of the storm. Financial, relational, emotional, anxiety, physical, depression. I don't care what it is. Praise the Lord. Amen? Do I have to coach you? Does nobody just want to say, God, you're great in this place? God, you're worthy to be praised in the sanctuary. You're worthy to be praised when we gather. Here, let's move to the second one. When feelings of doubt overwhelm us, the antidote is to praise. I get overwhelmed. How about you? I just get overwhelmed with life sometimes. I just get overwhelmed. You get overwhelmed, and, and that's the time to praise Him. Praise is always a choice. We choose to praise him. We choose to neglect him. We choose to put him away. We choose to lift him up. And one of the things in praise is we verbalize specific commands, specific words, specific evidences of God's greatness. God, you are great. God, you are holy. God, you are to be honored in all the earth. You're the God over all the nations. Father, you are certainly the God over my cancer. You're the God over my circumstance. You're the God... For me, you're the God over this property over here for sale that just uh, doesn't seem to want to get closed. You're the God over this situation. You're the God over my health. You're the God over my marriage. You're the God over whatever. Does anybody, is anybody getting a revelation about your pastor today? He's God, and we got to praise him. And, and so we verbalize, listen to this. Great is the Lord, highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works, and another shall declare your mighty acts. And I go, God, I want to get in on that. I want to declare your mighty acts with people of light. And secondly, God, as I praise you, I focus on your character. And as I focus on the character of God, I adore him. I praise him. I honor him. I elevate him with you. That's when we do praise and worship. We don't do it so we can fill the clock up just so you can go, why do y'all do praise and worship? Why are y'all so intense about that? Because it prepares our heart to receive the word that I proclaim on the weekends because it helps me shake off the junk of this world. There was a song, I'm going to date myself, but I was a new Christian. It was 1978, and there was this group that were very popular called the Imperials. Anybody ever heard of the Imperials? And Russ Taft, and let me tell you, Russ Taft's been around a long time, but the brother can sing. And he used to sing a song, Praise Him. You remember it, Donna? 
And man, we would go to concerts and hear Rush Taft and the Imperials. I bought his, yes, I bought his eight track. <laughs> then I bought his cassette. And we'll leave it alone after that. Okay. But yeah, praise him. Lord, I'm going to praise you. So this week, I'm listening to all these new worship songs on, on praise. And there's a lot of new ones. And, and right now, as we're going through transition with our team, some of the songs we can't do because it just is going to take a lot more work than we have the, uh, the ability to do right now. But we'll do some great songs. So I'm listening to more songs of praise, and they're preparing my heart to worship him. And, but I'm also, let me just tell you, pastor's going old school some too, man. I've been going back and finding some of the old Chris Tomlin songs around here that we did 23, and well, probably not 23 years ago, but 20 years ago, 10 years ago. How many of you like Chris Tomlin? I, I want to ask you if you don't like him because the younger generation is like, well, I don't like him. Well, you need to get some praise on, okay? But we just want to praise the Lord, and there's other songs, and God, we, we've come to honor you. We've come to adore you. We've come to freely praise your name. I want to move off myself my problem and i want to put it on you i want to praise you god lord you're good in this place lord move me towards you i know that in all things god works together for the good of what of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose romans 8 28 right now i can't wait to see tiffany as they come back to town later this week but I've been praying for her as you have as we love our sister in Christ, as, as Dave walked in ago, we talked about him and losing his uncle in the service yesterday. We, we praise God for our faith family, don't we, church? And we pray for them, we, and we undergird them with prayers and friendship and love and hugs and support, whatever they might need. Because God, praise produces confidence, not in us, in Him. I, I don't know, but I want to be surrounded by some confident people. And confidence comes from Christ. Lord, make us confident in who you are. Help us to use the weapons of praise. And all the chains fell off. The stocks, the doors opened for Paul and Silas. They praised the Lord and chains fell. That principle is still true today. When you and I praise God, the things of this world, the things that hold us, the things that seem to bind us, they have to fall off. We will praise the God, help us to do that in faith. I, I love in that passage there in Acts where the jailer, where he sees that they're free, and he's thinking, if they get loose, I will be executed, I will be killed, my life will be taken from me. And he says that question I've always loved. He goes, sirs, what, talking to Paul and Silas, plural, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And the Bible says that him and his household, what, were saved they believed god took a bad situation and through praise he gave us a great miracle that we see in acts just one of them um i tell you something god gave me this week and i'm real curious to see if anybody's going to take me up on it i'm just curious if anybody men women boys or girls would meet pastor keith tomorrow morning at about 6.45, over here on the property. Just de declare the praises of God and do a quick walk of prayer and praise, believing God for the breakthrough. We dedicated it to the Lord when we bought it 20-something years ago. We've asked God to sell it. 
And as I was doing this, I just felt like the Lord was telling me, issue a word to the church. So it's 6.45 in the morning. I might be the only one. I don't know. I hope not. I hope you, hope you show me your great faith. And you that come to the 10.15 service, I said 6.15, okay? Because <laughs> it, it's hot in the morning. I walk every morning. I know how hot it is. It won't be as hot then. And at 6.45, I'd like to just gather over here and walk a little bit and give praise and shouts to God. Amen? Somebody went, dang, that's called homework. Write it down in your thing. What would be better is show up 645 in the morning next door. Listen to this. I got this idea because I was reading Joshua. You shouldn't read Joshua and you get crazy ideas, but listen to this. In 6, 3 through 5, march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets and ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them, sound a loud sound, the blast of the trumpets. Have all the people give a loud shout. And then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up and every man straight in. Verse 10, but Joshua had commanded the people, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout and then shout. Verse 20. And when the trumpet sounded, the people shouted and the sounds of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in and they took the city. All I know is the only thing the Lord, he didn't tell me to march around it seven times, so don't, you know, don't go, man, are we going to march around it seven times and blow the trumpet? God did not tell me that, okay? That's what he told Joshua. Here's the only thing the Lord impressed on me. I want you to walk the property in the morning. I want you to shout to my name. Invite the church. It's my property. Will you respond? And the church said, wow, sacrifice of praise. I just, I want to see, I want to see God do the supernatural. Do you? I want to see God do what man can't do all the time. So, you know what we studied in the book of James? I just finished James 11 weeks. And James says, when you're in trouble, he, tells, he says to do something. He says, when you're in trouble, stress out. No, he says, when you're in trouble, call your mama. He said, no, when you're in trouble, go to the grocery store and get all the sweet food you can get and pig out. That ain't what Jesus said. When Jesus said, when you're in trouble, he said one thing. Come on, come on. I know y'all are listening because y'all are bright. Most intelligent worshiping community in central Alabama right here. So please don't show me wrong. When you're in trouble, you do what? You pray. If you said praise, we would give you credit for that too. Pray, praise. God, help us to do that. We trust you, Lord. The power of praise. We sing. The, the evidences, the fruit of our lips will be praise. I hope you're getting as much out of this message as I am as I've been studying and, and, and going through this and as I'll continue to study in this whole series about worship, about God, how faithful you are. Charles Wesley Right after he was converted, he wrote a great song. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. Do you know Charles Wesley went on to write 6,500 hymns? I would say once his soul got converted, praise got to be a part of his life. And so many traditional churches that have the hymnals, and we will sing some hymns, we just don't have hymnals, they, they understand this, man, this praise. And, and we understand praise. We're a praise and worship church. We started a contemporary movement over 23 years ago because we wanted to worship. We wanted to praise God. 
And, and what was so interesting now, there's so many, and I'm like, well, God, I don't understand why I didn't fill up. Used to, it was almost embarrassing. Just, every weekend, people would just show up. I mean, how'd you find out about it? I don't know, man. God sent me a telegraph. I don't know. And people just showed up, and people brought people, and they were just flooding the UM, and they were flooding this place. And now there's just so many in culture and all this. All knows, I'm ready to take back darkness. I'm ready to take what Christ wants for his church, and Christ wants his church to magnify the name of Jesus. Amen? So come on, church, let's do it together. Praise means we value, we esteem him. He's worthy. Guys, I'm free right now. Can anybody tell I'm free this morning? I've got freedom in my soul. The Lord has broken some things for me. My vase has been broken. You're like, God, I just want to declare you this morning over your people. I want to help people get in on that that we can be faithful to you, Lord, for what you're doing, for what you've done, what you would do with unrestrained praise, loud, jubilant praise, shouting joyfully to the Lord. Do you think, how do you, I got a question. I think you might do it during Body Life 2.0. How do you think God views half-hearted praise? Just think about it. Don't answer me. How does God view half-hearted praise? So I understand praise can be abused. There's a lot of imitation praise out there and some of that kind of stuff. That's another thing. But I'm talking about we just cast off our restraint, or, you know, when they cast off restraints, no self-control, just wild and crazy. But at the same time, genuine praise results in freedom. Genuine praise results in worship. Genuine, genuine praise results in transformation. Genuine praise changes a people in a congregation. And we become more God-conscious than self-conscious. Now, listen to me. Somebody's going to get mad. Please don't listen to the context of what I'm saying. It's easy to be concerned about the people next to you and what they think about you. I understand. I understand. But I pray in this series we could maybe learn to shift more onto him and say, God, what do you think about me? What do you think about us? And God, what do you want in this place? And I know one thing I know he wants. He wants lots of praise from the children of God. So God, help us to worship you. Help us to get into that. Help us to well up in our souls that, Lord, that you break the alabaster vase. You break the box. You break us that praise could flow from our hearts. I believe the church wants to do that. I really do. The, uh, it's impossible to in- exaggerate, really, the praises of God. In Luke 19, there's a section that says, They shouted loud, jubilantly for all the mighty works they had seen, and even the stones were going to cry out if they didn't praise God. God wants us to break forth in praise. So this morning, I hope you're going, you know what? I understand, Pastor. Praise accelerates answers to your prayers. You can just write these down. These are just kind of side margins, but I think they're good. Praise accelerates uh, answers. Praise encourages the miraculous as we sing praises. Paul and Silas definitely enjoyed a miracle. So many people in the Scripture enjoyed miracles as they declared praises. We have enjoyed miracles as we praise God. The battle, and praise wins battles. How many of you believe that praise wins battles this morning? I do. Praise wins battles in heavenly places. And this morning, God wants us to praise Him. He wants us to worship Him. He wants us to, to, uh, like, listen to this. Write down the passage, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And it's that great story in the Old Testament. It's so, so good. And, And basically there, the Lord sets ambushes against the people of Ammon. And as they began to sing praises, God sparked victory in their life. God did great things. They had, they had praise armies. They had praise people that went out ahead of, of, of the army. But they praised God. And praise drives darkness. Praise drives darkness and demons away. It drives the devil away from our life. 
I don't think Satan wants to stand in the, in the, in the way of praise, of pr genuine praise to our God. Because God is high and lofty and honored and esteemed and lifted up and elevated and worthy. He is worthy. How many believe that God is worthy this morning of all our praise? Wait, right, church. Do we believe he's worthy of all our praise? He is. So we, we want to be vocal about it. We want to tell people, the Lord is good. The Lord has delivered me. You're saying, I ain't never said that before. I'd be a little embarrassed if I said the Lord is good. Well, just no condemnation. Just go talk with Jesus. Say, Jesus, do you, do you really want me to declare your name sometimes? Because I don't ever say anything about you. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Joe over there, he's like a religious fanatic. He's always talking. You know, Susie, man, she, that's, all she, that's all she does is praise the Lord. And I know some people are, are kind of weird, you know. Uh, I'll give them that. But at the end of the day, God, I love you. God, I bless you. God, I praise you. Lord, you have worked. Uh, yesterday I, was, was, I met some people. I didn't know them. Some of them believers, probably some of them weren't. And I, just, I just made some declaration about the Lord yesterday. And I watched two of them kind of did this. They just rolled their eyes over at me. What am I going to do? Like, well, the president, he did it for me. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I mean, I pray for the president. I pray for our leaders. But I'm like, no, Jesus, okay? Nothing wrong with that. It's just who I am. And does anybody know what I'm talking about today? We just want to declare, God, you're good. We praise you, God. You're, you're worthy. Uh, it, it's, it's, an, it's an antidote to oppression. Praise is. It's an antidote to depression. Right now, in the circles I travel in, being a pastor, a high-profile pastor committed suicide, a few weeks ago, he was Greg Laurie, he's one of his pastors on his staff, and he had admitted that he had battled mental depression for a long time. This guy knew the scriptures big time and was a lover of God, and the, the oppression was just so great. He ended up taking his life, and it's just, you know, really defeated and just really taking out a lot of people. And I'm just telling you, this oppression, this mental thing is really tough. But God is greater. How many believe God is greater than anything? Because all the time people are like, oh, man, I got cancer. Anybody has cancer or heart disease or anything, pray for me. But when somebody has a mental issue going on, a lot of times they, they just walk over there. They, they suffer alone. The man that used to sit on that piano and lead this house of worship that was the thing that eventually got him as he left our church and was gone for a few years my life's never been the same with the passing of adam adam marked this place with the praise of jesus did he not i just wish he'd have found some strength to say hey, i'm weak and i need i need you I, I need the body i need help i didn't even plan to speak on this today I don't, maybe there's somebody today that's struggling and I want you to know this is a safe place. Regardless of what you're going through, this is a place to praise Jesus Christ. Amen? I hope if you're in such a horrible place, you don't go, I can't tell anybody. They'll know the real me. Let me tell you something. They know a lot more the real you than you think. And if they don't, let them know. Small groups. Sharing in confidences with people that you trust, that you know they won't put it on social media. Sometimes I think social media is the worst thing that's ever happened to us. And other times I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. But like right now, something can happen, and I can walk out of this building, and 32.7 thousand people know just what happened because somebody posted it, and they posted it wrong. Used to, it took a month to get correspondence and all this out to communicate to people. 
So, church, we've got to be careful. So let's learn together. Let's have victory in our life. Here, figure out a doubt, antidote. Here, uh, uh, man, I could, you know, I might come back next week. You know what? I'm in, a, I'm in a series called Praise. I can come back next week. I'm not the guest preacher. It just hit me. I don't have to finish. Praise God. I just got freedom. I've got so much more. I'm coming back next week. We're going to stop there. Instead of me trying to accelerate all these points and not do it justice, I'm done. Okay, now, we're going to celebrate Holy Communion.